And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another wacky edition of this Wackies Warriors season, Warriors All 82 podcast. Tim, the Warriors beat a terrible Rockets team, injured Rockets team, for the Houston's 18th straight loss, and to be honest, if if we were just had the game to talk about, I don't know that we'd be talking tonight. I might have taken the night off podcasting because the game was a simple win for a team that needed a win. You know, the Warriors needed that win, but everything else around the day, once again in this just odd season during a, an unprecedented year, is their storylines, and that includes James Wiseman and Eric Paschal entering health and safety protocols for seven days so they're going to miss three more games beyond this and then Steph Curry on what was probably going to be his final possession of the night stumbling backwards after a three because there's no courtside fans or sideline he's sitting there backpedaling backpedaling waiting trying you know waiting to run into something he goes all the way through Houston's bench and then falls on a metal step like really cracks his tailbone pretty hard on the fall was very sore post game from what I've heard, and they're leaving a window for him to wake up and not be that sore. But from what I've heard, expectation is he's probably not going to be playing in Memphis Friday night, especially because that's a back to back. He's not playing on both games, so you might as well hold him out of the first game and maybe the second game. You know, see, because you just don't want to, uh, you know, Steph Curry in, in any pain. And what if he is limping around and hurt something else while he's limping around because he's favoring his back? That's just certainly not what you want. And he looked like again, yeah. Just watching on the, the replays, he looked—he was incredible pain. Just you know, you know, it's a back. It's not an ankle. It's not a knee. Uh, you know, it's not a joint. But it's still obviously a lot of pain. Anyone who's had, you know, I've had back issues myself. It it hurts when you move. Just any time you move, it hurts. So, caution certainly should be ahead of all else as they normally are. Uh, with Steph Curry, and I would say it's very likely he's not going to play on Friday. Yeah, and you know some of that is eased by you know you get the Houston win, so it's not like it's a completely disastrous day, right? If they had lost that Houston game, but you get two cracks at Memphis, and also I mean it gives you a chance to showcase Jordan Poole a bit more, and we can get to Jordan Poole tonight again, twenty three off the bench. But I wanted to talk about. James Wiseman, Eric Paschal. By the way, is this like the third time both of them have missed time under COVID? Maybe Pascal was blurry about during the offseason, but like these same names seem to be coming up with. I mean, I'm not blaming them. And I saw Kerr said, you know, it just was something that, you know, like everyone's got to be cautious. I reported it in my postgame story. What happened was uh, there was a dinner, and somebody at dinner that is not James Wiseman, not Eric Paschal, tested positive it was a small group included three developmental coaches who are also you know they had they're they're down three developmental coaches too i mean that's obviously not as important as their rookie center they're trying to develop but that's still 
you know, three members of the coaching staff who are also in quarantine the next seven days and some front office members. And yeah, like I said, somebody tested positive and because of that, and because of the league is being very strict about this, everyone that was there seven days guaranteed. Now I also know that moving forward, and this will be very soon. If you're vaccinated, this wouldn't apply to you. So we're nearing a world where something like this situation wouldn't have done anything to the Warriors rotation. We probably wouldn't have even heard about it, but we're not there yet. And that applies to everyone in this world, right? We're not there yet. And because we're not there yet, James Wiseman's going to miss four games. Pascal's going to miss four games. These are obviously four very important games for Wiseman against worse teams, which to me is a uh, would have been a landscape to get him out there and make him feel more confident. Now, I don't know how much this stings the Warriors. We'll see. I mean, particularly if they don't have Steph, they're probably in some trouble. But no Jaron Jackson against Memphis. No Joel Embiid next Tuesday against Philadelphia. Both those guys are hurt. So, I mean, I think the Warriors could survive now they need Steph playing. But in general... We mentioned the choppy nature of Wiseman's rookie season. This just really adds to it. It isn't his fault, but, ooh, I mean, it's it's rough for him. When something happens, it's happening to James Wiseman. Well, you know, getting hurt, coming out of the lineup, missing a, a, a COVID test. You know, there's just things, you know, again, number two overall pick. You're going to be in the headlines. We're going to notice what happens, but it does seem like there's just a little star-crossed. The basketball goes up and down. Uh, I think we're all impressed by what he does on the court. But, man, it's just like when it happens, like you see the names. Of course it's Wiseman. Uh, something is happening to him like every other day. Just get through it. You're 19 years old. Like, hey, the team would love to see him get these minutes, but he's not going to get them. You make do with it. And when he's ready to play again, come back hard, come back ready. Maybe Pascal, the same thing. He hadn't been playing great. Regather, come back in and come back in with force. Uh, you know, hey, Draymond played a hell of a center game tonight. <laughs> like, like he was like no one else could guard Christian Wood, and Draymond drops in there, and you know from like the second quarter on, he's basically playing center and doing it pretty well. Like that, it was a little blast to the past. Like, hey, hey, oh, that's right, Draymond can play center, and he can do it sometimes incredibly he scored well. Scored tonight. He scored. He can be efficient. Season high. You know, do you really? Season yeah, high. I mean, you know, there sixteen hit, hit a three. Did he hit two threes? At least one. I think he hit one, but he had six shots mostly at the rim. I mean, what must be said is like Houston's horrendous. Houston is so horrendous. Like two of Draymond's buckets were like complete leak outs, right? Houston shoots. He just runs down the court. Steph gets the rebound, throws it over the top. It's like cherry picking, basically, because Houston's not even getting back. They got G League players. They got 10-day guys who are in the rotation just because everybody's out. But Christian Woods, in his first game back in a long time, we should be pointing out, but he's a he's a real NBA player. He's a good NBA yeah, yeah. player. So Fringe you, all-star. Yeah, you do want to you want to see what he does against these some of the developing Warriors. It would have been a great time to see Wiseman against Christian Wood. It would have been a great time to see what Pascal could possibly do. Like Kevin Porter Jr., who was cut not too long ago, is like their second best player on the court out there. So, yeah, it, it's... It's a unique situation. You just got to win it, get through it. And I was toying with the idea, like, if Jordan Poole is bad, are the Warriors, like, down to the wire in this game, maybe? like. Let's talk about the second quarter, because that would have been Brad Wanamaker, you know, if this was before the break. And in that second quarter, Jordan Poole scored 15 points, and they won the second quarter by 20. Brad Wanamaker doesn't score 15 points in a quarter. It just doesn't happen. Jordan <laughs> Poole has now... Four times in the last five games had a 10 or more point quarter, which is the sign of a bench score. You know what I mean? Volume. Like a, yeah, guy, high go, level go get volume. your buckets. Go get you some buckets. Go, go get. score 10 in a quarter. You know what I mean? Like that, that changes the game. That cha- it changed the game tonight. Now, now he's playing more G League competition. This probably felt a little Orlando-y. <laughs> a little bubbly. A little bubbly. Tonight. 
Have you seen his numbers since he's got back? Yeah, I saw. I saw you tweet out some. At, yeah, it's it's. Well, these are the updated numbers. Five games, 112, 95 points in 112 bench minutes, 34 of 63 shooting, 17 of 37 from three, 11 assists, two turnovers. He's a guy, when he shoots, you now expect him to make it. And that is a huge leap from where he was, obviously, last season. It was a leap from some of the things we saw early this season before he went down to the G League. There's confidence there. There's certainty there's decision making. I saw Kerr talked about just make a decision. Don't fumble around with the ball. We know that's the one thing. If you want to get pulled from the, from a rotation, you want to get pulled from the game, fumble around the ball like you don't know what you're doing. Make a decision. Make a smart, quick decision. And most of the times, Poole's putting the ball up with these decisions, but sometimes he's making another pass. And this is exactly what they need. Like, what were we talking about? They need to make decisions leaning to offense over defense. Now, you can't do that if you don't have that player. And I don't think they knew they had it in Jordan Poole. I didn't know they had it in Jordan Poole. Maybe Slater knew. I think Slater did know they had something in Jordan Poole. But then you just got to show it. And he's putting the ball in the basket and doing it in a lot of different ways, too. It's not just spot up. It's not just, you know, Jimmy Jack the ball around and, and dribbling. It's like all different things. It's with the left hand. It's with the right hand. It's with the spot up. It's with the dribble into something. That's a score. That's like, you, I'm looking at going, that's a first round pick. That's the guy that they thought they drafted because we did not see it last season. We did not see anything like this. Saw some decent stuff maybe at the end of the season, but not this. And that changes things for them, no question. Like I, I just ticked it off. Like in about a week and a half, he's vaulted over Mulder, Lee, Probably Baysmore and, you know, Wanamaker if you just want to talk about the guard position. That's four guys that he's jumped over in about a week and a half. And it's earned. There's no other way to say it. He's, he deserves these minutes over those guys. What minute total do you think he is in, in a fully healthy Warriors rotation in a competitive game? How many minutes is Jordan Poole getting? We saw it in the Utah game, didn't we? Yeah, well, he, clo- he, clo- clo- yeah, he closed Probably that, like yeah. 24. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so... I- he played the entire, I believe he played the entire second quarter and the entire fourth. Now, the, to me, the rotation question becomes, do you start getting him in in the first and third? You know, like he could still be part of, the, of course, part of that second unit. You have to have him in there. Like, are you sitting there going, like, Jordan Poole can't not play the first 12 minutes of both halves, you know, like maybe bring him in at the seven or at the five minute mark or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's over Baysmore or it'd be over Wiggins or, or Oubre. That's when we start talking about serious rotation stuff here. And maybe, you know, you're dropping Uber. I don't from know thir- that from, we're there yet. Yeah, from 34 But I don't minutes. know that we're not there yet. <laughs> the defense is always going to be the issue, especially when you're talking about with Uber and or Wiggins. But if you're saying, okay, drop Uber from 35 to 30 and give those five minutes to pool, I think that's worth discussing. I think in a bad Wiggins night, maybe he goes from 36 to 31. That's another five to pull. That's when you talk, start. That's how you get pulled to 28, 30 minutes. Something like that, because he skipped over Bazemore, and Bazemore is, is in a funk right now. He's just dribbling the ball off his foot every other play. That's how Jordan Poole is going to keep getting these minutes. He just blew past the other guys because he's better than the other guys. He's just better than the other guys. The Bazemore minutes, the you know the, the Wiggins, the Oubre, that's when you start getting into the crux of the rotation. Let's see how he plays with, with Steph. I, I, I would want to see that. Usually Kerr likes to do that with a point guard to get Steph off the ball. But as you know, it's the endless conversation. Maybe get the put the ball in Poole's hands a little bit and let Steph run around. Eleven assists, two turnovers in these five games. Like that's 
<laughs> and that's going to be Lewis Kerr is going to get so sick of that discussion. But it's I think it's worth having because that gets some more minutes. Get some minutes with Steph. Get some minutes with Draymond. And then you're talking about the third, a real third guard, and a, and a real sense that this thing could be like very important to the Warriors in, in a year, in two, when they're going for championships. I would not have pictured Jordan Poole a guy. I said, you know what? They're going up. They're playing in the West Finals against the Lakers. Jordan Poole should get 25 minutes. I'm saying that now. I, I'm yeah, I'm saying that. I'm absolutely saying that. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I remember they um, they picked up his option, right? His third year option. We didn't know if that was the correct decision at the time. Now it's like he's he's in next season's picture. Yeah. I mean, he really. Can you is. imagine if they didn't? If they didn't at this point, then, then he was playing like this. He might not be on the. He might. He might. Yeah, he might not be on the team. We feel very loony like, right? We'll see. You know, it's five games, and you know, it's the bubble, and we all see what we're seeing. Obviously, I've been saying it for weeks. He's gonna have cold stretch. I mean, that's what. That's what hot bench scorers do, right? They go cold too. So he's going like this it what we've seen 20 a night basically on high efficiency that won't always be there, but yeah, he's clearly got to continue to play. Overall, anything else from this night stand out? I mean, it's clearly just the two guys go to quarantine. Oh, the one thing I should say reporting wise, it sounds like they are staying overnight. Pascal Wiseman and a few of the coaches staying overnight in the Houston hotel. And there is belief that they're going to work with the league to get those guys back to the Bay Area to quarantine. I don't know. You know, it'll be some type of private, safe shuttle back there. But it doesn't sound like they're going to have to just be stuck in a Houston hotel room, which, man, that would be a depressing week for, for them. I don't think they wanted to be doing that. And, you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, it just, it, it, we was wait and see when they can come back and see, see if they can get some you know consistent minutes for James Wiseman, and that's uh, I, I'm just stunned that everything something happens it comes up it's it's James Wiseman, but that's just think about season. his college career. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Just one of those guys where things happen to him. It's a little bit cursed. The, you know, the missed test is obviously on him now. That forces a missed practice. I mean, the other odd thing is like this is unlike any rookie season. Ever, if you think about the stuff that's happened to him this year, he missed training camp because of COVID protocols. He misses that practice and misses the test because of COVID protocols. He's about to miss this week because of COVID protocols. This is not a normal thing that all rookies have to go through. This is a strictly 2021 thing. that, And not just rookies, every player has to go through. No question. And other players have made their tests, right? That's that's one, like, hey, there. this is what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to do it, and he did miss it, and that's why Kerr was so mad. I'll make a real quick point I made on Twitter. I, re- I look at Christian Wood, and I think, James Wiseman is way more talented, he's bigger, but if he played like that, <laughs> he would be a great NBA center. That discipline, that crisp Wood is decisive. Like he just like I'm gonna go here and I'm gonna put this shot up and then I'm gonna bump the guy and then I'm gonna move over there. I've always been impressed by him. Like at the end of last season when he was playing so well with Detroit, it's taken a while. It's taken again. He's 25 years old and and Wiseman's 19. I'm just saying, if you're James Wiseman or if you're somebody advising James Wiseman, 
I would go, look at Christian. You are so much more talented than him, but look what he does. Look at the things, the little subtle things. He, he uses his length. He uses his athleticism, but he's not as lengthy as Wiseman. He's not as athletic as Wiseman, but just look at the discipline in that guy's game. He's like a little mini Tim Duncan in my mind. Like it just He just does interesting little things that help his team, and the stuff that Wiseman is jumping around and maybe getting out of position, Christian Wood does not do. That's a minor point. Uh, uh, that's just a, a, an aside there. My other point was, and I hate to keep banging on Looney, but this bad team they were playing, and... And Looney had a couple buckets in the second half, and I, I, you know, a couple one put back and one you know post play where he threw it off the backboard. But like anybody against anybody who has length, anybody who can jump, he can't do anything. He can't like they had to take him off. Like he could not be on the court with Christian Wood. He couldn't like they had to get him out of there twice uh, in that situation. Uh, that's a little scary if I'm the Warriors. Like whether it's. His body just won't allow him to do this anymore. And this is not a long season. This is not a ton of games. It's a lot of games like packed together. But this is not an 82-game season. This is not like, oh, my God, he's played something. This is a short season uh, with a, long, a lot of time off in between. And he cannot stay on the court with probably 15 centers in the league, maybe 12 centers in the league. That would be... Knowing the Warriors have him signed for next season, too, where it's a player option, right? He's, he's going to pick it up. This is a little scary for me. That this is this is getting worse with, with Kevon Looney. It's not getting better. And we've talked about that the combination with he and Draymond isn't great. The combination between he and Pascal isn't great. Okay, that's a whole other thing. But just the physical. You just you, he gets the ball against a six eleven guy who can who has length. There's no chance. He has. You know, he doesn't have a great chance against Jenna Schroeder as we saw as we saw. But against a real lengthy guy. I would be concerned if I was the Warriors looking at that. I would be knowing that they don't have a lot of other centers that they want to play. That's a problem. Yeah. You know, and I, I wrote a trade deadline story that, you know, go to the website if you're interested. A lot of it was, was on Ubre because he's the big name over the next seven days. Uh, but I had a little thing at the end like Looney is a name to watch uh, in the next six, seven days as he's either salary filler if needed or if they at some point feel like they need to get off that five million dollar player option that you mentioned next season there are teams that could use him you know like the brooklyn nets could use a a kavon looney help now i'm not sitting here reporting they're shopping (laughs) him around but it's just a name to watch i know and i will tell you this i know last year at the deadline as they were trying to figure out the wiggins D'Angelo Russell package and and which different salary salary was going to help them duck under the tax. I know Looney was a name that was talked about within you know different structures of that deal. Now he's beloved in the locker room. They kept him around for a reason. Uh, they added Spellman and Evans to that deal, and, and and they liked that version of the deal more. And again, it's the same thing this time around. I mean, I think if you ask the coaching staff, they want Looney to be around, and I'm not at all saying he won't be, but just something to watch like this roster might look a little different in a week yeah, the problem is then who you you know they do need those center minutes right i mean they do need them and that that's like if you're trying to get a playoff spot even a play-in spot you're going to want to have come on looting to make sure steve has them for the first eight you know first six minutes of the first quarter and the first six minutes of the third quarter and and go from there i think that's less and less every game uh, and less and less every time they see him just unable to elevate even the baskets he makes he makes them two feet under the rim 
uh, certainly not above the rim in traffic. I don't know how you can think that that's going to get any better next season. I just don't. I, I it's very hard for me to see how this is on an upswing. This is this is looking decidedly in the other in the other direction. So, you know, if they trade him, it would be interesting because it, you know I don't know who they play in at center. I guess it's Draymond. <laughs> Draymond, your center now. Well, it's Wiseman and Pascal. Pascal gets minutes, and also you you're probably rearranging. The, you know, if you do make that type of decision, you're rearranging the back end of your roster, anyways, and that probably would include a center addition. Remember, Marquise Chris, you know, is still in the program at least, also as we talk longer term. But yeah, again, I'm not reporting that that that's like imminent or anything like that. It's just and he's not exactly quite, he's not exactly adding to his trade value, <laughs> um, but. Not the last few games, no. A stabilizing defensive force in the playoffs. You could switch. I, I, yeah, I can see a contender saying, yeah, "What? What the hell? You know, what? What the hell?" Now that, but they got that player option next season, so that's they're on the hook for that. Uh, that does decrease his value too. But man, I just watched that game. You know, the one thing Houston's got right now is a lot of athletic players. They sometimes do not, you know, they stumble around and they can't shoot and whatever, but they've got athletic players and they make unathletic centers look really slow and nobody's slower at center than Kevon Looney. Yep. Uh, so I say this after every podcast, but not a boring season. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to say about it, they're average. Now they're 21 and 20, but it comes with something every day. Yeah, so Slater night, sends a note says, you know what? So, you know, if it's just another boring game, we won't have to record. <laughs> Slater, they don't do that. Things aren't boring with this team this season. Something bizarre is going to happen. And before the game, it happened. And, you know, that's just... During the, the game. During, and then during, and then like, during the game. That was a weird injury. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I, don't, I'm sure, I assume I'm not the only person who flashed to the slipping on Monta Yunus's sweat in the playoffs uh, uh, several years back. I guess I was 16. And it's like, man, that Houston, that Houston arena, that Houston floor, not good to Steph Curry, because that was a bad one. That was, you know, in the middle of the playoffs, hurts his knee, keeps him out for a while, and I think, you know, was the beginning of kind of the injury tumble that that team took. Finally, at the end, you know, they're still up three one on the on the Cavaliers, obviously in the finals. But just this accumulation of Curry, Iguodala was banged up. Obviously, they lost Bogut. There were some things that happened along the way in 2016. Yeah, I seem to recall Draymond missing a game, too. But it started in a lot of ways with Steph slipping on Monte Yunus' sweat uh, in, in, like, in an early round in, in Houston. So there you go. There's my Warriors flashback. That was also not a boring season. So. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you at some point probably after the Memphis back-to-back. I don't know that I'm going to podcast after both games. Those two boring games, let us just call them. Just two boring games. Just like there will be nothing interesting going on except for until 10, 10, in- 10 interesting, interesting things happen. I will not be predicting that. All right. Uh, talk to you then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.